You're listening to the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. One hot voiceover gift every single day. If you make videos, ads, audiobooks, or anything with a voiceover, then this is the podcast for you. Let's make voiceovers better. Let's start talking creative. Hello and welcome to the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. I'm Samantha Boffin, voice actor and director, and it's December the 10th. So what's behind the festive mic today? Well, it's a quick little tip to file away for a voice session, whether you're in person or doing a remote recording. Pronunciations. Know what you want. As a director, you probably think this stuff is quite straightforward, but it's not always. Pronunciation is an interesting word in itself because, of course, the verb is pronounce. And for ages, I dithered between pronunciation and pronunciation. And there are lots of words out there waiting to trip you up. Mischievous or mischievous? It's mischievous. Espresso or expresso? Get that X out because it really doesn't belong there. Or one of my favourites, epitome. That is often pronounced epitome. And then, of course, there's some stuff. I've actually just used the word. Things like often or often or scallops or scallops. Now, words like that can be either or. And, of course, I'm talking here for UK-centric audiences, and I'm not even mentioning anything to do with regional accents, because there may be regional variations. And then what about when you're working with foreign voices? For instance, if I'm doing a voiceover for the US, sometimes they want me to pronounce certain words in a more American way, despite the fact that they want my Brit accent through the whole piece. So stuff like aluminum instead of aluminium, that sort of thing. And then, what if you've got a script that actually has got lots of foreign terms or place names in? I mean, how should these be approached? Do I talk about La Rochelle or La Rochelle? I'm the British voice of a Turkish airline, and thank God we decided that I needed to stick to the British way of saying all those place names that the planes fly to. And that's where I'm going with this. You need to be decisive. Make a decision. Be aware of the tricky words and if there's a right or a wrong way of saying something. But it's your job to know what the right pronunciation is. You don't necessarily need to point this out to the voice unless you hear that they're getting it wrong. And then, if you can give feedback as soon as you can, that's great because then they won't keep reinforcing the wrong way of saying stuff. And if there is a decision to be made, like, let's go with the American way of saying X, Y, Z, then make it and let your voiceover know at the point they first get the script. It can be really irritating to prep a script, think that you're going to go in a certain direction, say the British way of pronouncing all those foreign composers, only to find at the recording the director really wants a more accented spin. And this is exactly the same approach with original names or acronyms. I mean, we all know that NASA is indeed NASA, but this might not be so clear for other terms. So do let your voice know. 
When I worked on CBeebies, we tended to work with a pool of voices who did most of our promos. Occasionally, though, we would work with named talent or people who were new to the channel. And one of the recurring problems we had was how they would say CBeebies. CBeebies was really common. Or CBeebies. Or CBBBs. <laughs> so what we thought was really obvious just wasn't. And of course, voices also need to do their homework. If you get a job for a particular company, do have a quick look and listen to how they talk about themselves. And for all those other words, if you don't have clarification on the approach, just ask. And if you yourself are not 100% on a word, then check it out. And directors, being clear about this kind of thing isn't the dreaded line-reading idea. What you're doing here is clear, informative and useful. Now, how you let your voice know is up to you. You can write the stuff phonetically on the script or in a covering note. You can suggest a similar rhyme. You can send them a little voice recording or simply go through everything at the start of a session if there hasn't been any prep beforehand. Now, crucially, if you are doing this, it's a really good idea to go through stuff slowly and clearly and give the voice time to adapt the script in terms of marking it up, making sure that they're clear on what you want them to do. I've had directors go through everything at a breakneck speed, and it's really not helpful, and it's not time-saving either in the long run. There are also useful apps and websites out there that can help with pronunciations. In the UK, I've found How'd You Say, the Oxford Dictionary of English, and Forvo. They're really good, and other people have other favourites, and I'm sure there will be good ones in your particular country. Forvo, for instance, short for Four Voices, presumably, gives loads of foreign pronunciations too, and I'll link to these in the show notes. It is never ending, to be honest, the twistiness of language and the way we say things, because, of course, it's a living, breathing thing. It is always flexing and changing, so be aware of where things are at any given point. So, to wrap up, know what you want. Make a decision, be clear about that decision, and let your voice artist know in good time using a useful method. So that's it for this episode, and who knows what there'll be behind the festive mic tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Samantha Boffin, and you can catch me tomorrow for more treats in the Talking Creative Countdown to Christmas. Bye. Thanks for listening to Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. If you enjoyed it, do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode on social media so other people like you can get the best out of their voice actors. And don't forget, you can head over to talkingcreative.co.uk for the whole series.